Well, the lovely ukulele music must mean that it's uh, another, another podcast time. All the Malt Travel podcast. So, good evening, Bruce. Good evening, Nicholas. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Yeah. Very new, yes. Happy Hanukkah tonight. And, and happy Advent. It's the first we will lit the uh, Angelus morning in church, in a very snowy, cold church. So, we are recording this on Sunday, the 28th of November. It's a very snowy Sunday, so I think we've got we've all got snow uh, up in Yorkshire and also here in Staffordshire. Um, we might have some snowy tales we go through as well, really. So um, again, it's been a, a couple of weeks since we last met up, so we'll certainly got some things to talk about. And more excitingly, we're actually going to be seeing each other in person next week, um, weather permitting and COVID permitting, because we've just had a few announcements this weekend as well, uh, and we're heading onto the Transpennine. A little Christmas bumble around the uh, the environs of Yorkshire and Greater Manchester slash Lancashire. So this week is episode twenty six. I don't know why on Twitter I put twenty seven, but we are not quite there yet. So it's episode twenty six, and I decided this week it was my kind of thinking about what it was. I'm thinking about Christmas, so we were going to get to think about what pubs we would like to be uh, spending some time together over the Christmas period. Obviously, last year was a complete nightmare in that we were all stuck in our little houses. In fact, Nick had to come into my house and drink alcohol-free beer because he was driving all the way back to Yorkshire. Um, in fact, I found a couple more of those cans this week, Nick, that are lurking in my garage. So uh, so last year, obviously, was a complete sellout. The pubs were completely shut, weren't they? I think all Christmas were. Oh, so boring, wasn't it? it was yeah. So, Briefly, it looks as though we're heading the same way, but uh, I think uh, yeah. the uh, poor people who've got it so far, apparently the symptoms are mild for the... Omnicom, so far. yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, I, think, I don't know. And I, I, well, I'm guessing that I think that would be a very, very last resort, wouldn't it, to shut everything down again? Because I think, uh, I think we've kind of gone past that. Well, once, so. once again, the saying about compulsory wearing masks in shops again, but you know, why not in pubs? Well, that's what I was said. And to it's, honest, it's, I, it's the economy again because he knows they can't, the pubs can't go back to table service and everybody sat down because they just don't have the stuff to do it. But I wonder where that'll come because the same thing with me. I've just an email from DFE telling me that I've got to tell all my students to wear masks tomorrow. Um, so mm. come out late. That wasn't announced yet. But, you know, in that press conference yesterday, that wasn't announced. So, but they've they've always said of all the measures that, that people could take, mask wearing was the most effective. So, yeah, yeah. why they why yeah. they dropped it when they did, I don't know really. Yeah, very. Anyway, strange. there we go. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So what we've all done is we've come up with our two pubs that we would hope that we'll be able to spend some time in. Uh, over the uh, the Christmas period, uh, and yeah, that's my, now Nick. Nick thought we might pick the same pubs. We've actually, we've actually picked completely different pubs. So I'm just put a little tease now. Put this out on Twitter this afternoon. So I don't think Bruce will know where this is. Uh, Nick should because Nick's actually been here on a Christmas Eve um, a few years ago. But this was this is one of mine. So little <laughs> teaser. There's a picture there on on the YouTube, which is a very nice pub, all decked out in twinkly lights and I couldn't get any snow on it but it's looking very kind of Christmassy so I mean, Nick's looking very puzzled so I might drop him a few hints uh, that's, about that. that's, I suppose that's, that, that was my dilemma you see when talking about pubs at Christmas for the last 15-20 years I've not really spent time in pubs up here it's been down at your place yeah yeah. and only pubs I remember really is Christmas Eve or yeah. pubs yeah. on your estate so yeah. but we went to that, this pub on an afternoon of a Christmas Eve Nick and a very snowy day, actually, when we went. So, hey, we'll come back to that one. Anyway, talking of snow, um, I guess every beer drinker's um, <laughs> divana. Um, I don't know if you picked this up, guys. So, the Tan Hill Inn, which obviously is the, is the highest pub in England, it's always flamed, up in the wilds of North Yorkshire, 
heading towards kind of the Durham and, and Cumbria border. Um, for the third day running, there are 50 people who went to a, an Oasis tribute on Friday <laughs> night. And when the band had finished playing whatever they were playing, the Oasis tribute songs, they opened the doors and they couldn't get home. So apparently they tried to get out again on Saturday. Uh, but again, the paper tonight on the BBC, and this is BBC News, are saying that for the third night, there are 50 people stuck in the tunneling up in the wilds of North Yorkshire with something like four or five foot snowdrifts outside of it. So I remember this was, it was Christmas, wasn't it? That's time they, 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 they I, I think it's a bit of a, well, they showed some pictures and the road didn't look that bad, actually. There were some drifts like that, but I think it's just like a good, a good crack in it. So, uh, yeah, brilliant, wasn't third it? Night in the pub. Yeah. So probably been having a lifetime, isn't it, that? They've been having pub quizzes and uh, charades and stuff. There were some pictures of them they'd sent in. So, yeah. So, Storm Arwin, which we've just kind of had over the last kind of 48 hours. And uh, uh, there we go. So, yeah, the tanner lid worth looking out for. So, um, beery highlights. I'm hoping you've got some, you two, because you didn't send me anything. So, I'm going to kick off with mine, and then hopefully you might uh, chuck some in. I've just said to Bruce, uh, Nick, uh, last time I spoke to you was on Friday night, or when we, when we spoke for a while. And I was currently out on my own, just kind of doing my phone out de-stress. And I was mm. just about to tuck into an imperial stout vanilla custard tart, 11%, which you kind of went, um, it was all right, actually. It was quite nice. Um, that was from Three Hills Brewery. So that was one of my highlights. But as I mentioned, I did manage to get down to London um, on Tuesday. It's a beautiful, again, if you're on YouTube, the pictures, the, it was beautiful. It was one of those lovely Chris Winter day, absolutely brimming um, blue sky. Um, as Nick had reported and Bruce, it was fairly quiet in London. It wasn't over manic. Um, I got the tube down from Houston down to Victoria and it's fairly, you know, you've got a seat. Um, fortunately, I had quite a long meeting uh, down there. So apart from getting mixed up in the funeral of um, Sir David Amis, who was just just being um, interned, well, not interned, but um, as I walked past the Catholic Cathedral just, just down from Parliament, uh, he was just coming out of there. And, and, and again, if you're on the YouTube on that left-hand picture, that's me in the middle of all the MPs who were taking that, making their way back to uh, to Parliament. Mm. So I just managed to get in the Euston tap. I mentioned that a few times. It's great if you are using Euston. Um, it's one of the old um, gate post gates, uh, whatever they were. There's one either side of the kind of what used to be the main in, in, into Euston. Um, although they seem to a lot of work down there. So it may, 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 again, go back to being the entrance to Euston. So it's quite a weird building. It's got a little bit of an upstairs. Um, I've just got to see actually downstairs. It was fairly quiet. It was about four o'clock when I was uh, just going dark. Uh, I think I said there were something like 34 different beers on. Um, so very nice. And I had a couple of cast beers, which was, was very good. And I actually ended up actually, because my train was about, I think it was 30 minutes to work for. And I'm just going to move the pictures because I actually had for the first time one of those Timmy Taylor crafty beer ones, which was Hoppical Storm. Which was one of their, one of their keg beers, so I've not seen that before. So that was uh, very nice. And then, as always, on Friday night, I went down to my my local in Millard to look at those prizes, boys. They're Ooh. still there, Whoa. still three pound a pint for a pint Ooh. of beer. Um, and I, the Diamond Curse was the newer beer they had on this week. Um, it's a bit disappointing actually because the Citra and the Butler were on last week. Um, and then Pentrick, or Pen, no, I've got to get this right now. He'd tell me how to say it. Uh, Pentrick, Pentrick, as in Crick. Because Pentrick is a newish brewery out towards Ripley in Derbyshire. Um, and I think, I presume it's near Crick where the, that word comes from. So they said they're going to have a permanent one of those on. And that was quite nice. That was a pale ale. So it was very nice. So, Bruce, have you been out and about this last week or so? 
I have, yeah. I should have brought some more f- f- photographs here, really. Um, yeah, we went out last um, Saturday afternoon. Uh, bit of spare time. Evie was walking up Ingleborough and uh, nobody's in the house, so me and a uh, friend, and we took Ben with us, actually. Uh, I'd say we... Um, I mean, town was heaving. It's York is absolutely busting at the seams of tourists for those Christmas markets. Um, mm. It's just insane. But we did manage to get into some of the pubs. Uh, uh, where did we go to? We went, first went to... Well, we went to... Uh, Valhalla, which is a Viking bar that's um, lads uh, in lots. Has that had a bit of a refurb, Bruce? I've been reading about. Well, you have to say it's astonishing, really. I mean, my Nick's holding his head. They should be so like proud of what they've done. They've got blankets and new scaffolding boards and new axes on wall. No, oh, no, they have They've spent the lockdown, Nick. It was absolutely astonishing. They've gone upstairs. I mean, and done all the labouring apparently themselves as well to keep the costs down. And it was quite compact, and uh, well, a lot of people really like it downstairs. And then it's like it. Mm. It's like a gently Viking theme, but um, gently say- Viking theme. <laughs> gently, well, you can't get any more Viking big, than well. Oh no, but they don't make a big song. Oh, well. now, do they? You know, so they've gone upstairs into uh, the uh, floor above it and uh, into the uh, loft, and uh, they made an amazing job of it. Um, I must send you some photographs. Actually, I thought mm. yeah, to be honest, um, I mean they've worked so hard because obviously they went to. There was really no outside uh, table service for them, really, to lay on when they put they got permission to put a few tables outside. So they've just grafted and grafted. They've just created this amazing space now. It's dark, it's atmospheric. Um, there's a few schools now and things. Um, they've got all uh, used all the local craftsmen for the tables and things. Uh, they've got uh, locally produced stone. It looks absolutely amazing. I'll definitely take some for upload some photographs the next mm-hmm. week. So it's on three floors now. Uh, now they've got the volume of people coming through. They're getting their own house beers produced by uh, Half Moon at uh, Harrogate. We have to say it's the type of thing that if you went to uh, you know Oslo and you stumbled across that, you'd be absolutely <laughs> blown away by. And they've done, they've done most of the work themselves. And the thing is, it feels old. Um, I mean, you know what the pubs we talk about are generally pubs. Those are uh, the Vikings, bros. No, say, well, no, say generally, you know the pubs we talk. Don't about. they have a on a Sunday night? They don't they have a rape and pillage night as well? No, 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 no. And what are the what are the Sacking prices like, Bruce? Burning, burning. Prices aren't too bad at all. But I mean, Bruce. I say yeah, I you must be sure because you think of the pubs we talk about. We're normally, yeah, we're in historic pubs that are, um, and you know, it's about preserving them, isn't it? But what they've actually done, created there to create that atmosphere and create space, it's astonishing, really. And, it, and again, that that corner of York now, and we're talking really around the edge of the market, aren't we? You know, the, yeah. the old-fashioned market. It, we obviously Shambles Tavern where we've we've been and we we did a podcast on there. You've got the Thornbridge, the Pivney yeah, Market Cat. Cat. Pivney. You've got you've got so, Pivney as well. Yeah. So it's just an absolute uh, real, cracking little real kind of play. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. two steps from Valhalla to Pivney now. I was saying. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it is astonishing, really. Uh, I did hear mm. that someone's trying to get permission for another uh, pub down the Shambles City of right. back against it. But I mean, at the minute. Someone's made the point full of Harry Potter shops. Now is the shambles, it's <laughs> dreadful. So, to get like a place that supports dreadful, Bruce, what's wrong with Harry Potter theming? We're well, <laughs> for theme bars, aren't we? I know, but shops. It's, well, it's uh, it's well, interesting when you've, got, oh, when you've got five or six shops selling exactly the same thing, that's the trouble. What's that with that axe throwing bar over in Goodrum Gate as well, Bruce? Is that's driving. They've, <laughs> they've got um, right. doing a lot of street food now. Uh, they've got um, a lot of fuel rail in there now. Uh, in fact, I had a look in for the first time. This week, my friend wanted to have a look in on lunchtime, so we said we'd take a look. I mean, I have to say, it kind of looks fun. I can't say Axe throwing something that really uh, I'd be too enthralled about. But they've got a nice space, and then at the back of the shop, you've got all these like, axe-throwing cages, and you can kind of see how 
fun it would be, really. Um, so, yeah, so another out to say. But, you know, the, 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 the entrepreneurial spirit these people have displayed has been astonishing. Wasn't the one in your that's going to have a, a golf course as well, isn't it? You know, one of those virtual golf courses. Sure, that was another one we looked at as yeah, well. Harry Potter themed. Harry yeah, Potter themed. No, this is the yeah, that's open Jeez. already. Yeah. I've been yeah. to that one. It's uh, right. that's a shop, not a big shop, a small shop. The bunch yeah. nine holes over two stories. Yeah, nine, nine oh. very small holes, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, right, uh, Nicholas? Have you been out and about? Not well, as you know. I took mother and father out for a meal yesterday, so we went out to Harrogate to our favourite eating pub out that way, which is the Smith's Arms. It's a chef and brewer, but they always have a good range of beers on in there. So I was only able to have one. So I had a nice pint of uh, Acorn Brewery Barnsley Gold. Tried a different uh, non-alcoholic or very, very low alcoholic beer, which was a Speckled Hen. Right, a 0.5. Yeah. Won't recommend it. Not as good as Adnum's Ghost Ship. It was typical watery, no characteristics to it when you first tasted it. And then the aftertaste was like that sweet molasses taste as though it was beer that hadn't quite reached its point. You know, when you walk around a brewery, you can smell that sweet bit where, where the wort's being boiled up with the sugars are being released and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it uh, it wasn't very good. The, uh, I, I see that Heineken's a lot, a lot of press about Heineken about to release their Heineken Zero. Um, right. And I noticed there's been a bit of a spat because I think uh, Pete Brown, amongst others, has pointed out in their advertising, and they've got um, what's her face off the telly to promote it. I'm her name now. Um, she's on. She's on Gogglebox. Um, um, they, they're, they're claiming it's the first ever um, draft zero percent beer, and like everybody's pointing out, there's loads of breweries have been mm-hmm. <laughs> putting zero beer into Casper and, and, and kegs for quite a while. So yeah, interesting. To see what that that one comes with. Whilst I was in Harrogate, I did walk a past, I think it's called the Harrogate Inn, which is sandwiched between Betty's and Weatherspoons. Oh, yeah, I've been by there, yeah. And Betty's rammed. Spotted a poster in the window, uh, and it said, Board of Working at Home, uh, make <coughs> the pub your office for the day, mm. and they're offering bottomless hot and soft drinks, lunch, a safe working place, Wi-Fi, and plug sockets for just £12.50. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's quite a few places doing that so, in Manchester and round us. That, that's uh, a bit yeah. of entrepreneurialism. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know what lunch yeah. you're getting, but I mean, bottom of soft, soft drinks uh, for twelve fifty saves you having to sit at home and put your eating on, doesn't it? And also re- again, re- running an office as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. running an office, isn't it? But I mean, once again, you know, the reason that Boris is telling people to work from home again is so you're not all crowding together, but these guys are wanting you to all crowd in the pub and work from there, so... Don't know how that works really. And uh, and I've just had a walk up to the old Mortal Royal Oak once again because I was driving. I've only had one. I had uh, uh, White Rat Breweries, which is Osset's Brewery, Snow Rat, which mm. is described as a spicy golden ale, which, yeah, was all right. I only saw the spicy bit after I'd started to sample it because I thought, hmm, it's got a bit of a Christmassy spicy taste to it. But, uh, yeah, White Rat. Um, Perhaps uh, look out for that one next week then because we're really in that way, Christmas aren't we, next rat. week? Um, yeah. And I've just uh, I've just booked us, Nick. I've booked us for New Year. So for New Year, we're going up to uh, Amble in Northumberland. Oh, so aye. I've been looking at the. There's quite a few pubs there, but unfortunately, most mm. of them on what pub don't have any cask beer. But there's a couple of little gems. The Cock and Bull apparently is a fantastic little place. Yeah. Uh, Specialised in beer and cheese. Um, there is, uh, and I've also picked out that behind us, Nick, is a fantastic working men's club. And on New Year's Eve, they've got four <laughs> games of bingo. Two games of bongo bingo, uh, at Tentertainment, and 
a buffet, a, a buffet, all for eight pounds. So I might be booking us in that for New Year's Eve. Any, <laughs> any Vikings? Can you do if you're not members? <laughs> all right, yeah, we'd be all right. We camera with members, we'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say, by, by, <laughs> by going to Smith's Arms last night, they had a uh, 2022 copy of the Camera Good Beer Guide there because they're all right. Yeah, so I was having a quick look in there. Good yeah, there's only that. one. There's only one publicity in Amble, and yet, as I say, when I looked on the map, there was at least seven or eight. Yeah, in, no, the, quite, yeah. in, in the town. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're in there, and this year in Moulton, we've got uh, Blue Ball, um, Brass Castle, and then pleased to see New Moulton's gone back in there. But there's only three listed uh, for Moulton this year, and once again, the, the old Moulton Royal Oak isn't in there, so we'll have to have a bit of a campaign. Mm. Uh, Mm. Uh, for next year to try and get Steve Steve in the good beer guide because I say he's he's put another pump on the bar now so he's got yeah. four real ales on at all yeah, times yeah. so he's, no, he's got three which are predominantly Yorkshire and then he's got a guest as well which is bringing in beers from all over the country so tonight he had uh, he had uh, one of the Exmoor Exmoor uh, pub uh, not, not gold I think he had Fox on something in there but so he's going right. to have one national one and then three Yorkshire ones so yeah there Very are some good. Bad emissions in the Good Beer Guide now, though. I believe the bookmakers aren't on it anymore, which seems insane, you know. We're uh, back to our, as we said before, you're back to the, the vagaries of your local camera voting people, aren't you? And, you know, yeah. it, it's 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 there's some of that rather than pubs that are by there by merit, really. Yeah, so if you, right, go, if, you go in the, if you go in the bookmakers, you can't try any other beer other than the Timothy Taylor. Yeah, the Timothy Taylor, yeah. Uh, best, looked, the best pint I had over the past fortnight was that day after we went out. We uh, went to the stickaway as well, uh, and they had a great uh, news from Fothering and Best on. God almighty, that was in good condition. You mean <laughs> you mean that there, bros? Oh, fantastic, yeah. I was gonna say it's the time we we just we shared our, our drinks. I think uniquely, it must be getting Christmas. I think we've all got beer in our hands yeah. um, this evening. So Nick's on these is great news so I think there's still a box of that great news, but uh, my mum and dad's house was for you there for is. your birthday. It was only in August. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get through for Christmas, have yeah. And ten, and then, ten, uh, ten, 10% off at the moment. That's their Black uh, Black Friday. That's right, 10, I saw that, yeah. 10% off. I mean, their, their box is uh, cheap anyway, so another 10%. Doesn't, might not sound a lot, but I mean, they're already cheaper than a lot of the breweries anyway, so if anybody's uh, fancying trying it, then uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would think they'll be on for a week. That's uh, the, the Black Friday deal. And then, come on, Bruce, what are you on tonight? Because it's, it's a rare occasion you're, you've got a beer in hand. I so I went to Camden Brewery in August and bought some of the, they had some special cans, the Arches edition ones. So I'm getting through them now before they run out of there. Uh, this is a Pina Colada, Pina Colada Lager. It's a five and a half percent. I have to say, it's absolutely <laughs> delicious. Yeah, it really is pineapple. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Crafty beer. Well, I, I'm I'm unbottling quite a nice one, really. And I'm, I'm just said to Bruce before we got went on air that uh, it's actually sell by date was sell use by date, so it was was September twenty one. But this was one of my right. legacy, I think, from last year when when obviously we were hoping that we'd have a much better Christmas. So this is a bottle of Anchor Brewery from San Francisco, and this is their Merry Christmas, Happy New Year beer. So it's seven percent, and it is what does it say? It is. It says it's a. For, uh, for, this is their 46th annual Christmas beer. Um, so I presume it's going to be like a bit of a kind of a darky, uh, ambery beer. So I'm going to unwrap it, untap it. Hopefully it'll be all right. It's been in my garage for, for well, last... At, at, at that ABV, it, there's a lot of beers of that strength that actually just get better and better. Yeah. I mean, a very, lot of the uh, well-known breweries lay the beer down for years. It's very dark, almost yeah, like yeah. a Mackison, almost, I think. Yeah, been out, not, not wrong with that. Ooh, there's a bit, there's maybe a little bit of a whiff of a. 
Oh, no, that's quite drinkable. Oh, yeah, it's quite, yeah, quite car- treacly. I've been in uh, been in Morrison's right, this yeah. afternoon. They're doing slabs of um, brew dog. Uh, ten cans. Uh, they're doing ten cans of, of their Christmas, which is six percent IPA, and a mixed slab of twelve cans for uh, two packs for twenty quid, which ain't bad, bad is it? Yeah. because they normally knock uh, one of their twelve pack out at twelve quid. So well, three three thirty mil cans. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. They say one's a mix of 12 different, basically their full range. Yeah. And yeah. then their Christmas IP as well, which uh, I imagine it's going to be a bit like Elvis juice because it's a 6%er. So I didn't think that was a bad bad price. That's, well, that's I'm the hoping can, again to, to get some of that Titanic plum port, which we did last Christmas. I had to drink it all myself because they nick had a couple of a couple yeah. of very small glasses. So uh, that's my plan for Christmas. So, How many pounds do you get in a mini keg? Uh, eight and a half. Yeah, about just under nine. Litres. Yeah. Five litres, eight and a yeah. half. Yeah. Fox at the end of the day doing uh, mini kegs of White Rat or um, Yorkshire Blonde uh, for £20. Yeah. Well, to I've got to say, Morrison's the best. If you're getting Morrison, uh, if, you, if you're getting there right, you get you sometimes right. get 12 quid sometimes. That's yeah. um, uh, I mean, I think 16, Nick, is their normal kind of supermarket price, isn't it, in there? Mm, yeah. I, uh, I, but, there was a, I was in B&M the other week and they had Budweiser Budvar at 12 quid, which oh, when ah, I thought lovely. about it. That, that yeah, no, that's deal. all right. And then you have to get Hob, Hobgoblin Gold, Hobgoblin Gold, Wainwright, you get in there for 12 quid. Yeah. So it's worth popping into Morrison's. And when the, I don't know where the, what the sell by date, where, where that's what they go on. I don't know, but uh, that's worth looking the, out the for. The thing really. is, they're not, they're not any cheaper than really buying your four bottles for six quid. But the thing is, if you are going anywhere, then they take up a hell of a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. Because you're getting five litres of liquid in one big aluminium can, whereas you get yeah. the same quantity of bottles. You've got to create a bottle, haven't you? And I think that quite a few of this new pour system, which is a lot better than the old one, where I think it did go pretty flat. It was either um, frothing like hell or pretty flat within 24 mm. hours. But I've got to say, the ones I've had recently with this new pouring system and, and a new kind of CO2 system um, do do work really well. It's been a really busy week or so for beer news. We think we've had so much beer news. We've all said each other. I'm, I'm going to keep some back, I think. Because there seems to be a hell of a lot going. I suppose it's Christmas, isn't it? And um, people kind of getting back on their feet. So let's just whack through some of these. This is one that I kind of picked up and then um, shared with Bruce. So the Daily Mirror uh, early this week were running, I don't know whether it's Daily Mirror, but they were the ugliest pub competition in the UK. And and the winner, which I think looks does look too bad, actually, was the William Dampfer, which is a Weatherspoons pub in Yeovil, Somerset. But I think, Bruce, me and you both agreed that the one or two that I'm going to show you in a minute look a lot worse than this place. Right, yeah. So if you if you Google Mirror, uh, Daily Mirror, and, and the world's ugliest pub, uh, you'll get to see these. So again, for those on YouTube, this is kind of a nondescript kind of corner city, city town centre pub, isn't it, really? Um, There's not much natural light in there. I was going to say, it'd be very dark in there, I feel, wouldn't mm. it? Not much ventilation. And I'm assuming that was an old cinema looking at that entrance, I would guess, in the good old days. Yeah. Um, or, or some kind of works, um, or maybe maybe a garage, I guess, with the way that it's worked work there. I right, think, I, know that I, you've think, seen these. I think the weather spoons in Lancaster is about as bad as that one. Right. So, um, if you look bottom right, that's the budgie in Glasgow, <laughs> which, which, looks, <laughs> which looks like some kind of cheap taxi place, doesn't it? I mean, that is very dark. Uh, the one above it is the Clarendon in Manchester, which looks like that pub that uh, shameless. 
Shameless, yeah. yeah. Very much kind of a sit, you know, one of the old traditional estate pubs. Estate, yeah. But then me and Bruce both felt that the winner should have been, and again, for those on YouTube, it's the bigger photo, which is the Mayflower in Bootle, Liverpool, which is oh, just looks like some military base in, in Northern <laughs> Ireland, Bruce, it reminded me of a police station in, in Antrim or somewhere. It's just one of those slab concrete buildings, isn't it? With I think it's got a Tetley sign on one end of it. Um, yeah. You probably wouldn't know it's a pub unless you walked up and there's, there's just a little bit of a thing above the door saying the Mayflower. <laughs> that, that looks pretty grim, doesn't it? So That, the, that doesn't look inviting in the slightest, does it? <laughs> I did say we practically tick all these off, and, I, and that budgie one in Glasgow looks, uh, I mean, it just looks like it was in wasteland. There's nothing else near it. It's very, very strange. So that was that was an interesting one. Obviously, nearer to home to you guys. Um, big news this week mm. that the, uh, we mentioned this pub a couple of weeks ago, actually, because it was supposed to be one of the coziest pubs. Remember that competition we looked at, and we were a bit kind of too cozy. A little bit. Uh, too cozy because the star in, in, in Harem, Harem, which is up near Sutton Bank, uh, top. Oh, wow. Uh, burned down on I think Monday or Tuesday night this week. Um, it, it was thatched, um, but I think it's a 14th century building. Yeah. And unfortunately, the, the thatch got fire, and they they think it's an arson job. And pretty much the pub looked pretty decimated. And again, there's a couple of photos that I've picked up here um, from the local press, and it, it's but the, the pub was actually really. open, so they were they were quite fortunate. In fact, yeah, I read a report. Yeah, he managed to. He had a lot of his Mousy Thompson That's furniture right. in they there. Got so. out, yeah. They managed to get it out, oh, and but if even, you look, even so. Uh, if you look on you this know. picture, though, now, if you look on that right-hand side, I mean, there's a picture there where the middle of the pub is completely gutted. But look at that on the right. There's that still on that. That's yeah, almost brilliant. untouched. It's amazing, isn't it, how it's just in yeah. in that one space. Yeah, so that's, we'll to... that's where, when the, when the fire brigade did arrive, that's what they tend to do. They tend to try and put a barrier to stop the fire mm. from spreading where the fire's already burning. They just say, well, we yeah. can't save that. There's no point trying to put that out. Let's just put a barrier there. And I think that's... Uh, when I was seeing images from when it was actually burning, uh, that's what they seem to be doing with it. Yeah. So a uh, shame, obviously, the village, because it's the only pub in the village. And a no, shame there's a pheasant. Is, oh, it's a pheasant as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's still the same chain, is it? Or it's no. still one of Andrew Perns, isn't it? No. Uh, I believe that when he split from his wife, his wife got the pheasant. Yeah, right. And right. he had the star. Well, they're both very much foodie pubs, aren't they? They're not really drinking yeah. pubs per se. I know they do put real ale in. So that's we'll keep an, keep an eye on that one. And then Bruce, um, well, a couple of ones here that kind of leads way. One is that Asda are claiming again that uh, they had a, a big release this week that they're going to start putting in draft beer uh, servers into their supermarkets. Um, and then again, they're claiming that they're the first uh, supermarket to do this, although we've already mentioned that um, a couple of Morrison's branches near Leeds. Morrison's, four, four or five years ago, we're doing it. Yeah. So again, it says that they're currently going to be offering Red Church Brewery and Choo Choo Salted Caramel Milk Stout from a fallen brewery, brewing, um, they're going to charge uh, eight pounds. Does that say what? One liter of five ninety to eight twenty is the range for per per liter of craft beer. So uh, again, that's we'll see how that goes. Really, um, mm. I claim it's you know again they're getting on the back of the pub business. And and when you mention those pubs in yours, it, I've had my camera tonight. My local camera said there's a brand new pub, well reopening actually in Newcastle. It's been shut for ages. The Crossways. Um, actually, it was a gentleman's club, and not of the Tory kind, but of the kind of uh, lap dancing kind for the last 15 years. And that's been redone. They're going to six cascales on, 15 keg beers on. So it's it's amazing it? how people are jumping on uh, this, this bandwagon. Really. And then, Bruce, we didn't get into the Duncan. You've mentioned the Duncan a couple of times. Well, we never will now, by the sounds of it, either. Which yeah, is another Duncan. lead Sam Smith legend, isn't it? 
It was an institution full of uh, characters, I think, want of a better name. Uh, <laughs> because um, apparently when it was there, after three or four in the afternoon, it, apparently it was, people have been said it was just like a, well, a madhouse, really. But I imagine with the pound uh, increase in all the beers and the cost, yeah. and uh, Weatherspoons at their prices, people who went there probably couldn't afford the prices. I dare say it's probably closed the Duncan up to try and preserve the General Elliot, but uh, I say... You know, if, if people, you know, can, can now, because of course, weather's supposed to ex- extend the 99p offer till the end of January now, but the, so I suppose yeah. for these type of places. But yeah, I think uh, even though people never went in it, it was a Leeds landmark, the Duncan. There are often uh, some very interesting characters hanging around outside, very close to the market. So <laughs> a little bit of old Leeds looks like it's gone forever. Of course, historically, it never closes pubs up Sam Smith, but it does look as though this one has gone. So. And again, reading about this, this was also a big Leeds United pub, not just for fans, but apparently like the, yeah. in the good old days, the players and the managers, people would all be in this pub. Yeah, we'll go there now. We'll go there now. Right place for them to go, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, we did mention the Duncan in our Leeds episode. And then just last bit of news, because it might time with us next week. Again, interestingly, Yorkshire Brewery Salt Beer Factory, which obviously built just is on the edge of Saltaire, where we're heading to next week. Um, interesting, they're, they're building a second brewery in London. They've required the Hop Stuff Brewery tap rooms in Woolwich um, from Molson Coors, which is, again, it, it, you know, we've talked about big brewers buying out small brewers. We've now got small brewers buying like bits of big breweries who are yeah. obviously, you know, scaling back a little bit. So, and they'll, and they'll be, they will be rebranded as Salt London. Um, it's kind of expanding quite aggressively to um, do um, uh, Osset, don't they? Because Salt's part of Osset. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and again, you see it everywhere, all over the place. Now you get salt beers in in most supermarkets, you know, all, all over the place now. So, so I say a very busy week, and just just a couple of final ones. <laughs> and again, just bring back down to earth. And in Stoke on Trent, um, guess what we're having? We're going to have a, the first ever Wright Pies drive-through. Fantastic! So Stoke on Trent is building, as we speak, a drive-through pie shop. Um, for obviously, Wright's is a very famous pie in in Staffordshire. And, in, and especially in Stoke, so we're going to have a, a rice drive-through. And then I know Bruce, you quite like sometimes getting your bargains. So none of you came across this in Tesco's <laughs> was selling this week. This went all over Twitter. Um, a very good value for a bag of fish cakes for a pound, but somebody got the spelling wrong. So instead of saying Pollock fish cakes, <laughs> they went on the shelf as twelve Bollock fish cakes. I <laughs> a bargain. Twelve bollocks for a pound. Absolute That's bargain. Unbelievable. They got put out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously somebody has put those in all those freezers all through Tesco's <laughs> without realising that it's bollock yeah, in the fish, do, not do bollock. Do you think they have, or do you think somebody's photoshopped it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It was all over Twitter, so I must admit I couldn't see it in Tesco's when I was there. So, right, so on to the episode then. So, again, we just needed a little bit of a, a, a kind of rider to start with. So I've called this episode 26, The Pubs of Christmas, Past, Present and the Future. Because we are thinking back of the pubs that we have been in and we've liked, and we've, you know, again, three of us have spent some time in them. Um, pubs that, again, we've been to, we've, we've already been in maybe this year and maybe thinking forward where we, where we want to be as well. And there's a bit of a hook here because obviously the podcast is the Malt Trav podcast from Malton. And Malton has got maybe a tenuous claim, but there is a myth or a legend that Charles Dickens was a good friend of a local landowner and also a local uh, solicitor. And there, there is a, there is a, I don't know what the work is, legend that um, spending some time in Malton at Christmas, back in the, whatever it was, like early 1800s, he got the idea to write a Christmas carol. 
Um, and in fact, in Malton, uh, just down from the uh, New Malton pub, where Nick uh, frequents, is oh, the County yeah, House. Yeah. And that's got actually a Charles Dickens uh, museum attached to it. And there is now a lot I think it's, yeah, I think it's closed again now. It's reliant on volunteers and it's, it's certainly not open as often as it could be or should be, but... But I there's a plaque outside that explains special. it a little bit, doesn't it? And you have a Dickens... Yeah, do you have, I don't know if you have this year, Nick, a Dickens festival once a year in Moulton. It's down to the volunteers again. And I think, you know, people who tend to volunteer tend to be a little bit older and as, as, as the core die off, then it sort of like, you know, falls by the wayside. So yeah. when, as far as I'm aware, we should have had the Senate run today, but they cancelled that. That was down in right. Norton. So I don't think there's anything Christmas happening as no, such. No, go although... ahead. Go ahead, actually. Yes. What, the Santa run? Yeah, the, apparently people on social media said it was cancelled and then it actually went ahead, but with lots less runners because <laughs> people yeah, thought it was Baltic. Yeah. So that's the link between um, Dickens and Malton. And certainly when we were younger, I mean, Malton, when, when all the pubs were, were open and were, were cracking, um, it did yeah. it did have that little sense. And it was a great, it's a Georgian market town, so yeah. uh, with lots of little nooks and crannies and little alleyways and yeah. some, you know, some of those old coaching inns and, and Georgian pubs, so... It did. It's probably not quite the same these days with so many pubs that have been shut in Malton, um, and obviously quite a few one or two new micro bars. But uh, but that so that's our tenuous link to Christmas pubs. So Bruce, your first choice of Christmas pub, um, and we we're heading to Nairsborough. So obviously we covered some of these. Well, we covered Nairsborough uh, back in I think episode seven when we did Nairsborough and Harrogate, and obviously we all went off to Roosters. So your first pub, now there's some quite good pubs in Nairsborough, and I would wonder where you were going to go for Blind Jack, because I know you like it in there. Obviously, we like the Cross Keys, because it's a good Osset pub. But you've actually gone for, well, not not unsurprisingly, a Samuel Smith's pub. <laughs> it is, a commercial. Commercial's a huge, big coaching in. Uh, and for us, we every year we always go to the Nairsborough Christmas markets, and they have a huge fireworks play at the end. Uh, we do have donkey's years. Uh, an integral part of the day was going to the commercial. Now, I'll say it's an ex coaching in, it's got room where the stables at the back, but it's colossal. Um, and it actually has one, two, three, four fires in the one pub. Indeed, the big room at the back is uh, festooned with um, sort of like fading now, button leather sofas. But that room's so big, it actually has two fires in the one room. But it's a fantastic building, wooden mm. floors. Uh, again, like all sounds, perfectly preserved. Um, and you're at Christmas, and it's because of the Christmas markets, it's full of people. It's a fantastic atmosphere, especially when it goes dark there. The fires are roaring. Uh, the only sad news is, uh, is as so many Sam Smith pubs, is now temporarily closed, looking for a couple to run it, as right. is Marcus Granby. And indeed, last night we turfed out in the snow to go down to Wellington in Fulford. Uh, all chatting amongst ourselves about well, let's try and get the back room because the fibre roaring. When we got there, that was in darkness with the sound for a couple right. of left yeah. years ago. So, yeah, so hopefully the commercial will reopen, but I don't think it'll open for next weekend for us all, sadly. But it's absolutely yeah. fantastic because it's decorated nice as well. But yeah. say, yeah, old, um, great coaching in, loads of history there. Um, and I say, far roaring fires, uh, fantastic. Uh, but I say, sadly, now I've just found out closed again, right. And again, I that, think Nick, me that, and you have been, we've been in Christmas. Me and you have been in there Christmas, Christmas yeah, that time. Is, that yeah. is a sort of pub, Bruce, with the with the, the wood paddling in there. That yeah, yeah. you could walk in there, and a bit like Doctor Who, you could be taken back in time, and it yeah. wouldn't look out place. You walk in there and see blokes with mutton side chops and, and top hats <laughs> yeah, on, you know, yeah, yeah. going back two hundred years and, and, because and is... that's how it appears. Once again, I don't know how original the interior is, but I mean, this is what Humphrey from Sam Smith does. 
when he has guys and girls going in to do his refits, uh, you know, they may not be using materials 200 years old, but they do it properly. And that's what he's always had credit for, certainly down in London as well. So whilst these pubs look like they've been touched for 200 years, uh, a lot of them have been refurbed, but it's been done properly. So definitely agree with you with that one, Bruce, that, yeah, you step in there and it's almost going back to the time of a Christmas carol. And, and again, this is on, it's kind of on the, I guess, the main road through Nairsbury, isn't it, as you're heading down to go over the river. So it's slightly away from the town centre. So it, I think when I've been there, it's never been, I know it's probably busy at Christmas, Bruce, but it never gets overly busy. No, like it's say, it's such a massive place that you can come find a, a nook or a cranny. And again, if you get sat in one of those windows and a, on a lovely afternoon with the sun blazing, even in winter, like you say, it's a fantastic, fantastic place, really. Obviously, a limited choice of beer because it'll just be Sam Smith's. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, if you like Sam Smith's beers, then uh, they're not bad. Like you say, commercial. So um, I guess it was, it would have been um, probably in the, in the old days, a coaching in. Obviously, most towns had a commercial hotel, didn't they? Malton had a commercial hotel, um, which was for people on trade, wasn't it? Um, Ten minute walk from railway station, Bruce up the yeah, hill, across yeah, the Market Square. Yeah, ten minutes going there and not six, six going back because you it's all uphill. Then, but say yeah, do it. And then you've got the weather spoons across. The... Now you've got a sledge two minutes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got the weather spoons across the road, and then you've got obviously got the marketplace with blind yeah. jacks to other pubs, Jacks. haven't you? We've got the Oskies, which is an Ossie Brewery pub over there. We'll keep yeah. the Oskies in absolute fantastic condition and significantly cheaper than in York and. Um, Sadly, you've also got the Marcus of Granby, which I've not been in for years, but I was in there but last Sunday afternoon. They had to take care of my daughter for a COVID vaccination there. And we walked past the Marcus of Granby. I didn't realise that had closed either. But we could peep through the windows and you forget mm. what a fantastic pub. It's mm. a classic mm. two-room boozer, a cast iron and tile fireplace in each room, a classic bar. I mean, it really is tragic now. I mean, there are about 96 of his pubs closed now. Apparently, he's got 40, 40 of them, uh, couples in training about to reopen. But um, it's pretty tragic what's happened to that pub estate because they're all some of the most authentic, um, you know, untouched pubs in the country. And they're lying dormant now. And the Marcus of Granby looked as though it had been closed for a long, long time. Just mothballed inside. And gathering okay, books. so that's Bruce's first choice. So let's move on to Nick's first choice. So for Nick's first choice, we are going to Keithley. Oh. A regular haunt, a regular haunt that we mentioned. Um, might not quite get in there next week. It's a little bit off the kind of the line that goes a bit further north. And again, a pub that ha- probably needs no introduction, Nick, because we mentioned it probably every, every other podcast. But your choice was the Bolt Makers, obviously in Keithley, which is similar, but it's got it's got Bruce's tick for its fires. So yeah, well, that, that, that was it. As I'd mentioned earlier on, uh, really coming up with a Christmas pub because Christmas for the last 15, 20 years has been coming down to yours. Before that, then I think we would have all been saying Sotheby's. Mm. But none of us has been in Sotheby's for quite a few years now, because that was Christmas. And we went, in there was... we, went, we went in there about a month ago, Nick. <laughs> well, we did. But what I'm saying is, I'm saying consistently and basically every other day or yeah. every night. I mean, yeah. Sotheby's used to be open on Christmas Day, yeah. before yeah, Christmas dinner, on. when we used to walk up yeah. there. Yeah. So for a traditional pub in the Yorkshire town, where Neil always had his fires in, I'll give him that. Uh, whilst he had three or four blokes to actually make the fires for him because he couldn't be asked to do it himself. <laughs> At the same time, he always he always did have a real firing, whether it was Ernie or whether it was whoever else had been paid in beer to keep the, the fire going. So, and in terms of the ambience, you know, uh, now better on Saturday afternoon in Malton when they're racing on the TV, 
and people coming and going, going doing the shopping, coming in for a quick one, popping back out again, coming back in again. That door opening, closing onto the high street, cold wind coming in, closing up again. So that would have been one of my choices. But as I've not been frequenting there for the last five, ten years, possibly, uh, I had to think about Christmas. And yeah, I suppose going back to that time period again, we always used to have a pilgrimage over to Keithley. Now, you've, you've moved away, Mike, but me and Bruce have done that uh, yeah. three or four times at least, yeah. haven't we, Bruce? And it's the thing is, I mean, that, that Keithley isn't a nice little market town anymore. It was once upon a time, but unfortunately, it's part of the kind of bit sprawl now. Um, that street is probably one of the more depressing streets you can come across anyway. The boat makers itself is now posh, it's not, not, not grand inside, but it is a little oasis. So when you're going down that windswept street, walking from the station to what you could say is the town centre, Keithley, although yeah. even then it doesn't really seem to have a, a heart or a soul anymore, to nip into there, into that little, it's not really even a two-room, is it? It's, it's no, sort no. of a one-room. Yeah, um, it, yeah you know, front and back. Yeah. Uh, the fire in the front is always still a real fire. I hope it's still a real fire. Not a great space to sit. Once again, frequented only by the locals, and this comes back to your mention, Mike, that it's not in a good beer guide anymore, mm -hmm. because I suppose in that respect, um, in terms of, you know, a stranger beardy, weirdy walking in there, then maybe they're not always as greeted as well. But if you're prepared to go in there and not make a big fuss and you're just going in for a drink and, you don't expect to take over the place and dominate, monopolise the bar or, or the seating area around the fire, then the folks are nice and friendly and they always accept you. And once again, the nice thing with the area, they are the locals, regulars going in there and you see people popping in with the shopping and popping back out again and then popping in again. And you've got the full range of, of the uh, Taylor's beers there as well. So that's what I remember, you know, between Christmas, New Year, on a cold day, just bobbing in there, getting in front of the fire, we always used to have at least two in there. Any other pub oh, we yeah. went in on the beer trip, it was only one. We had to restrict ourselves to one because we knew how yeah. many pubs were going to go in. But we always used to stop and have another one in the bolt makers before we moved on back to the station again. I think, gonna... I think back to us going there, you know, a lot of 20 years ago, I still maintain the when the golden best was yeah, yeah. golden best. I was going to mention the golden best. Oh, God, it was absolutely stunning. You could have sat there and up pints of it. Um, yeah. Uh, this this is technically it, is the. It, is it us getting older, or did it taste better then? <laughs> no, I think it did. And this is technically the. This is technically the Timothy Taylor's Brewery Tap, isn't it? Or it's the unofficial tap, because um, the brewery is not a million miles away. And as Nick said, it's quite handy for the station. What is it about five minutes, Nick? A quick okay. zip back. Six, to six, seven minutes, as long as you can get across that mad road. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, right. So that's Nick's and Bruce's first Christmas pub. So I'm going to go back to my one now. I don't know when Nick's got any more thoughts about what I'm talking about. This might help now because these are kind of more summary pictures. So, oh, I've Holly Tree. Name yeah, the Holly Bush. Holly Bush, right. So, okay. yeah, you know, obviously Holly, Holly, Christmassy. Mm. So this is a little bit kind of off the beaten track, this is. This is um, a place called Denford, which is in between Stoke and Leek. Uh, but this pub is quite unique in that it's got a canal at the front of it and a canal at the back of it. Because oh. this is the, um, the kind of the branch that comes off the Trent and Mersey. Um, it's the Calden Canal, but it, it again splits itself as it gets to Denford. So one bit goes up and over um, and goes over a little viaduct over the top of the pub um, and that heads off to Leek and then the Calden one heads, heads up to Froggall. So it's quite unique in that it's got a canal either side. So you, you can do a lovely walk um, along the canal and then, and then get the other canal back to kind of where you started. So Nick, I don't remember, we went here, well we've been a couple of times, um, 
Because the other the draw is it's got some chipmunks. They have chipmunks around the back in a cage that you can <laughs> sit and watch and outside they are. Um, but Nick, if you remember, we had a very, very snowy Christmas Eve. And mm. I think our job was to take the kids out so that uh, my missus could get all the, all, the, all the packing done <laughs> to help Father Christmas, of course, so that he, all his presents were done. Um, and I remember me, you, my mother, and I think both of my kids crammed in the back of my little red Suzuki Jimny. Um, I remember us going to Morrison's to get some bread or something. It was literally shutting down. And we ended up getting here, go for a walk, um, which was a bit curtailed because, again, it was another really snowy day. And I remember just being in here and it was just that Christmassy fog. Um, you know, it was pretty full. We managed to get a table in front of the, in the bar. Cause it's a bit, it's a bit weird. No, not weird. Um, there's a lot of eating spaces on the back, but we've got in that front bar again, for those on the YouTube, it's a picture on the right there. I had a great afternoon. So it's a place actually used to go to quite a lot. Probably not been as much recently. Um, well, the problem but, is you're traveling, isn't it? Unless you've got yeah, a boat, yeah, you yeah. drive there, really. Yeah, we used to go there on the boat quite a bit. And the kids loved it because uh, there's a bit of a farm. They have a bit of a petting zoo and things as well. And it's a nice place you could sit and drink. I've walked actually a few times when I've walked, I've walked a few times along the canal to Leek and Stoke and back again. That's a good place for a, for a drink. And, uh, so, they, they were, they were tug of war champions, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. There's a tug of war team that are based there and they are, they're world champions. So yeah. it, interestingly, it's a Thwaites pub, which is a bit weird because it's the middle of kind of the Staffordshire Moorlands. Yeah. Um, so Thwaites beers, but they always, as you see there, there's always about five or six hand pumps on and they've always had a great range of beer. So it's a great Christmassy pub. I think you're right. The only problem is you've got, you've got to get there. So you need something to drive you there. And if the roads aren't too bad, um, or if the roads are bad, like they were when we were there, a four-wheel drive is quite handy as well. So the Hollybush, Denford near Leap, is my first choice of pub. And there it is in Christmas. And that was the shot that I started off for those again on YouTube. So let's move on. Bruce, your second Christmassy pub, again, is a pub that starred, I think, in episode 11. Uh, and both of you and Nick were very eulogising over this place. And I think it was the one pub of the eight or nine that you talked about up in the northeast that you visited that you definitely both go back to. So we're heading to the fantastic cathedral and university town of Durham. Um, and this pub is kind of on the way up to the, the site to the top, isn't it? So, Nick, can you guess which one it is? Because you haven't seen this yet. Right, it's going to be the Victoria. There you go. So there's the Victoria. And again, and there's Bruce's fire inside it with probably people sat there at the moment. But uh, so, yeah, Bruce, Victoria. Now, I know you, you spoke quite a lot in, in the episode of the Northeast, but uh, Christmassy pub? Absolutely. Well, it's, especially when it's dark. So they've got three rooms, including um, um, for, Strange Victorian pub. If you're looking on YouTube, that picture on the bottom right, that glass uh, screen to the right is actually a dot. It's what they call the family room, uh, which is actually really, really cosy. Um, uh, I didn't know families allowed in pubs in Victorian days to encounter this. <laughs> well, no, that, yeah. that was originally, that was the, the outsales brooks that connected ah, to the corridor that ah, took you ah. outside. So that was for people not wanting to come into the pub to buy the beer. So ah. that's why that little kiosk is there. But you go through there now, that's like to get into the back room rather than going down the corridor. Mm. The rest of the pub is a perfectly preserved Victorian pub. It absolutely cleans. Barely being altered at all, has it, Nick? Uh, they have a great range of beers on spot. A lot of the local breweries. Lots get a big lamp beer there. One of the uh, oldest now, were rail ale breweries. They were like the only rail ale brewery in uh, Newcastle on a small scale. When we were young, weren't the big lamp uh, from the mm. east, west end of Newcastle? They're still brewing. Uh, the staff are great. 
And again, you could crack his section of whiskies as well. He'd be like a whiskey at Christmas. Yeah, yeah Bruce mentioned that, and I've, I mean, I've got a picture somewhere. He, he mentioned the green spot whiskey, which I must mm. admit I've not actually come across green spot. It's Irish whiskey, isn't it, Bruce? It is. It's rare to find it in this country, I have to say, but they've got a mm. stunning selection. I'll say friendly locals. And as we talked about the commercial, uh, you could go back in there, especially um, the other rooms right side, and you really could imagine being transported back in time, couldn't you, Nick? Really, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. The, the effort they put into keeping the pub, uh, preserving it, uh, the mm. work, the summing nooks and crannies is fantastic. We've also got, I think, about four rooms upstairs as well. And I was looking, it's mm. £79 to £99 a night to stay uh, there. That's All worth, the rooms yeah. have um, the old sort of utilitarian four-poster beds. Um, <laughs> so there's a great base for a night in uh, in Durham. Uh, yeah. Stunning pub, Victoria. I would say definitely one of the 10 best pubs in the country, without a shadow of a doubt. Right. And I presume this one will be in the camera good beer guide, won't it? Because it's pretty yeah, yeah. much omnipresent, isn't it? There, yeah, the and I think, that one, yeah. And I think, Nick, those pictures I think you shared with us in I think episode 11 were you and Bruce probably there at Christmas Town because it was quite a, a wintry yeah, night, I remember? It was, yeah, beginning of December, I think. Was it roasted yeah. or mid December? Yeah, yeah, mm. it was surprisingly quiet. It was the last Christmas lockdown, it's surprisingly quiet around there. Uh, we thought it'd be full mm. of revels, but it wasn't. It was just... No, I mean, I think it's one of those because it's 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 in the residential area of Durham. I think yeah, we need to know where it is, Bruce. Yeah, um, because the time of day it was, it was sort of like tea time ish. Yeah. You know, anybody would consider it to be their local, as in living around there, probably go out there in an evening. So I think we just did it right. The only problem was it was a horrible night and it's a fair walk back to the station. From there. I was going to really. say that. It's about 20 minutes to the station. Yeah. yeah. 20 minutes, yeah. In winter. Yeah. I must admit, next time we go to the North East, I think we need to, I've been doing a bit of research, actually. It seems to be some decent pubs in Gateshead, which we've never been to. Uh, one or two suburbs of Newcastle we need to visit, I think, that we brought around the same places. And likewise, Durham. Uh, and interestingly as well, I'm... Like we went to Wakefield last time, there seems now seems to be three or four really good pubs in Darlington, which is a place we've never considered going for a, a drink. But when you look at the good beer guide, there appears to be three or four pubs mm. there that might mm. well be worth stopping off if you get stopping off on the way back. We'll have to plan a weekend then, a malt travel weekend. Does Transpennine get you up to uh, Durham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, now I'm yeah. 55, I get my special 55, 20 pounds return off peak. So that'll be great for me because I could go away from Stoke. Um, yeah. It'll be great. So that's something we'll find. So that's the Victoria Hotel, and that's in Durham, and that was Bruce's second choice of Christmas pubs. So we're going to move on to another gem because I've seen Nick's choice, um, and again, mm. I, I think Bruce will get this straight away. So we'll move on. So we're now heading across the uh, uh, well, down down the down the east coast slightly, and we're going to end up in Beverly, which again oh. we obviously have visited previously in our East Yorkshire trip, which is one of our earlier ones actually, back in probably episode three or four. And we did East Riding, Beverly, uh, Driftfield, Hull. And Bruce, you can probably guess which pub Nick's... Nellies. Nellies on the White Horse. So, come on, Nick. This is another, I guess, another kind of Victorian gem, isn't it? That, that well, hasn't changed at all since Christmas of Dickens, probably. Yeah. As I said about the commercial in, in Nesborough, you, you wouldn't you freak out if you walked in there and saw Dickensian characters sat around because that's the whole character of the pub. The thing I like about Nelly's is it's got all those different little rooms and those different rooms have got different atmospheres and different characters, mm. really. You know, you've got a quiet, darker room where couples will go. You've got one where all the old boys go. Obviously, you've got the main bar area that you've got people coming and going. You've got a games room in the back. They've even got the upstairs now where the students tend to go with the big sofas in front of the fire. 
Um, but it's one of those places that, once again, because it's just off the town centre there, people drop in and out of. Once again, the street itself, there's nothing else on there apart from houses and there's a couple mm. of little sort of, uh, not industrial, but sort of like workshops. So it, it, it's not a place where if you were a tourist, you'd come across very easily. Um, and that, once again, the street where it is can be a bit windswept. Uh, really, it's a, a street that runs sort of south to north. So when the wind's blowing down there, you see the white horse above the little doorway there. It's a little bit of a beacon. You walk in there, the smell straight away because it's lit by gas lamps. So mm. that gas lamp smell with the the, the 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 little elements or filters, whatever you want to call them, you know, as they're burning away, gives it its atmosphere straight away. And it's the sort of pub, in fact, that you could almost sit back with a beer in front or near to the fire and you could almost fall asleep and you know nobody's going to come and bother you because it's that so, it's that so dark and dingy, people probably won't notice you. You know, I'm surprised nobody's actually died in there and they never noticed them, you know, and found some like two days later. But everything you want in a in a pub at winter, I think uh, Nelly's or the White Horse has it. Mm. Definitely Dickensian, isn't it? Definitely got that, like you say, uh, that feel to it. Again, it has to be one of the t- 10 best pubs in the country. I mean, yeah. I was talking to one of my friends, and he had a friend up from London, and he took him there a few days ago. And he said his jaw just hit the floor when he walked in and saw it. You know, he waited while it was dark and went in. Because it's a totally different vibe during the daylight. It's not nice all in the daylight. You need to be there when it's dark, don't you? And well, you just couldn't believe it, you know. Um, I mean, during the day, it's dark. You walk uh, yeah. in the middle of the middle of the summer's day, and you, you, it, if, if, if you have your full beer, somebody, somebody walks in there. It's got a different vibe, though, altogether, hasn't it? It's got a different vibe altogether. Well, mm. But I'm going to be controversial. I think it'd be a fantastic pub if it had one or two guest beers. And I think that that, that would be my problem with it, you know that you're going to have to drink all brewery bitter in here, full stop, um, and whatever they've got on keg, which might be sovereign, but probably won't be. Um, you can, yeah, we've, we've talked about the Sam Smith's bottles. If this, if this pub had, like, you know, my Mellards, had, had a Oakham Citra on, and, a, you know, an Osset Butterly, and, yeah. a, and a Pentrick, and, a, you know, a, a Timothy But, that's, but yeah. that's if you don't like Sam Smith's pub and that beer, and that's the other thing. Yeah, no, I don't... You walk out with the main barrel, you can see the beer laid down in the wooden barrels. You can, you can yeah, actually but, see the well, cellar. Like, then why can't you have a Thigston's wooden, wooden, you know, a old peculiar out of a wood barrel from Thigston's? I just think it misses that. And I, you know, great, yeah, it sounds nice, it's fantastic, and I don't mind it, but I just would like to be able to drink another beer in there. Because like you say, I think drinking a couple of different beers in there would be fanta- would be a fantastic experience. Um, yeah, would be right. Talking of, I think, the you know, last time I think me and Nick were in there at Christmas time, I think I remember it because we actually agreed we'd, we'd try the mild. So they do a well, I don't know if they still do, they used to do a light mild and a dark mild. Yeah. And I remember going up and asking for a pint of light and a pint of dark, please. And the landlady charged him like £2.60. And I said, no, I've, I've ordered two pints. She goes, yeah, you're drinking mild. So. It was 134, 134 a pint before the increase. It's now 229 a pint. Yeah. Didn't get a pint last night, yeah. Bonkers. It was astonishing, isn't it? 135 for a pint of beer. Okay, but I don't think we can argue with, rather than me being a bit of beer snob, but we can't argue with, I think a great pub, definitely a great, a great pub. Beverly's a great Christmas town anyway, isn't it? But it's got that feel about it. You can imagine people hanging out windows shouting, get me a turkey. You young young boy, go and get me a turkey or and that a fantastic marketplace. And if you go there with market days on as well. And again, quite a few of the other decent pubs that you can visit, uh, new and old uh, in Beverly as well. Okay, so that's Nick's second choice. So now my second choice, I am gonna be honest, I've kind of cheated a little bit. So I've gone too far here. Um, I've cheated a little bit because I've actually got three pubs here. Cause I think the best Christmas pub 
is the, the day that you finish work for Christmas and you pack up for <laughs> two yeah. weeks. So I've always felt that. And, and when in my previous life, we did used to call it the best, best day of the year. So working in education, we always had a lunchtime finish on the last day of term. Um, normally, either students already gone or we kicked them out early. And we normally then had a few beers in work. And then we that's, would all go that's, off. That's like five piss-ups a year then, isn't it, for teachers? <laughs> so no, only Christmas. No, no, we only do it at Christmas. Um, all right, yeah, and, sorry, we're talking about Christmas, weren't we? And this would be one of those magical experiences that I'm sure lots and lots of drinkers know, that yeah, you kind yeah. of get into the pub about two o'clock on an afternoon and you stay in that pub probably till about eight or nine o'clock at night. And so you go through, you know, you go through the afternoon, you go through the twilight. There's <laughs> normally then a little bit of a quiet bit about half six o'clock when you're trying to ram some food down here. Then you get see, all your, second, see second, all your students coming in. Second wind. So the pubs that I've got here, one is the Fawn and Firkin. Remember that that chain in the good old days? Yeah. Um, in fact, that pub doesn't exist anymore because that pub actually is now where the new college um, that I used to work at up the hill, this is the nearest pub to it, um, this was all knocked down to build um, Stafford University and, and the new college in, in Stoke-on-Trent. Um, you'll know this place because if you ever go on the West Coast Main Line, um, as you leave Stoke Station, it's, it's immediately on the left. Um, the Fallen Firky was on one side of that little side street, and on the other side was the Roebuck, which is a bigger pub. So Fallen Firky was a cracking little pub. Obviously, it was one of those very early brew pubs, so they brewed their own beer around the back. I think they had something called Rattler and something else, which, again, quite a, used to be a strong one and a not-so-strong one. Um, so that that was my one of my best memories in there, playing darts. The, the landlord would normally put on chip butties at about 6 o'clock, so just great, just relaxing, talking to colleagues, talking to people that, although you might have seen them, you probably have not spoken to them. Sometimes I spoke to people once a year in that pub, uh, and that was the last day. Uh, when that pub got now, got knocked down, we then moved to the White Star, which is one of the, well was one of the Titanic pubs. This is right in the middle of the Stoke um, town centre, and we talked about Stoke and weird town centres because there were six of them. Um, this was, again, a great pub, um, taken over by Titanic well, about 15 years ago now. And unfortunately, again, part of the lockdown, the lease was due up. And so Titanic have actually pulled out. So it's mm. no longer a Titanic, but I'm glad to say it's still open and they are serving Titanic beers, but it, now it, somebody more freeholders took it on. So still a great pub. Again, very stripped back uh, uh, floorboards, um, a couple of nice different areas as well. <laughs> and then now that I'm in St. Helens, the nearest pub to where I work now is the Bird If Hand, which again is a really interesting name. Probably quite common. Yeah, it's quite a common name in Lancashire, apparently. Bird if and, which is kind of short for bird in the hand. Um, I'm, ga- I'm pretty, guessing... Pretty literate in Lancashire, aren't they? <laughs> I'm guessing it was a, this was a probably green old Whitley pub in the good old days. It's a bit of like a roadhouse. It's now, I think it's Green King now. Um, and it's, like you said, it's, it's a massive pub. It's got a big, big um, uh, beer garden on the back. Unfortunately, of course, I'm normally having nothing drive um, all the way back to Stoke from here. So I don't, don't tend to have much drink in there. Um, although I have a couple of times I've stayed over and in fact there's another fantastic pub which is a little bit further down towards the town centre called the Cricketers and again anybody who's ever drunk beer in St. Helens knows that the Cricketers is the greatest pub um, again that's another one of the Ubiquitous pub of the year camera pub of the year camera guy um, and that's a bit lower down so I, I cheated a little bit there but I think the pub that you go into on the last day of your work where you break up for Christmas and, and go with colleagues uh, has got to be a great pub so six pubs um, some a bit different. I think probably the Dickensian Dickensian theme, certainly through Bruce and Nick's, was was quite strong. Um, which again is not surprising because you know a lot of people say that Dickens has kind of 
frame, didn't he? The kind of modern or our view of Christmas, uh, very much so. Uh, not just the Muppet Christmas Carol, but the, <laughs> the kind of things that we do. And obviously that was heightened by Queen Victoria and particularly Prince Albert, who brought the things up the Christmas trees. So, so yeah, that's really kind of got me in the festive mood, really. So we've got a few weeks to go. Yeah, we're still in November, but it certainly feels like Christmas has cranked on. Um, so again, just fingers crossed that we are going to get to go to pubs this year because yeah, we definitely missed them last year. Um, and drinking at home is great, but it's not the same, is it? And that that's a lovely, definitely uh, not. Yeah, and I'm already thinking about where Nick's coming down this this year, so we probably get a, a couple of beers on on Christmas Eve, definitely. And then we normally have a little walk, don't we, Nick, on on the bank on Boxing Day, go for a little walk with the yeah. pub somewhere or a pub at the end of it. So I'm trying to think of somewhere that different, it's a bit new. So really looking forward to that. Talking of which, so next week after much kind of umming and airing, and probably my fault because I kept changing the weekend. Um, Sheffield seems to be, I don't know, there's something very strange happening in Sheffield next week. Um, we know that Madness are playing at the arena, but the cost of, of hotels and transport to Sheffield has gone out, gone astronomically. Well, that's, I think. well, that's what I couldn't understand in hindsight. You, you were saying that you wanted to stop over because it'll take you too long to get there. And then Costic Train was, but in fact, where we're going now, it'll take us, both of us, longer to get home. And the cost of the train's even more expensive than going to Sheffield. No, so. it, it, it takes an hour off my journey. I can get there an hour and a half. It doesn't have two and a half hours for me <laughs> to get back to Bloody Staley Bridge on Transpennine. You'll have, you'll have Bruce with you. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll look, be able look, to... Look, look, get off at Leeds and go to the Eagle. You'll take you on a tour. To, looking forward to that rammed train already. All people coming back from Liverpool and Manchester. All those <laughs> So the plan is that I'm going to set off from the West Coast line. I'm going to go up to Manchester and then jump on the Transpennine. And I'm going to head towards Dewsbury and alight at the refreshment rooms, which we mentioned again in an earlier podcast, um, and sit there and wait for hopefully Nick and Bruce, who have joined up at New York, and then have got to Leeds, and then have got on the Transpennine. In fact, you might be able to get the same train, won't you? From yeah, yeah. I think I think Malton, I think we'll be there before you because yeah, I'm, I'm okay. able to get out at Malton at ten o'clock, and I'll be in Dewsbury at eleven twenty-two. Right. And then the plan is, because I've it. Was still a big market in Dewsbury? I always remember there used to be a massive market. used to be, yeah. There used Jewsbury. to be a massive market, yeah. So maybe 20 minute, 22 oh, minutes past uh, 11 is a bit early for drinking, unless they've got the weather spoons. It's, uh, it's um, a bad forecast, though. It's going to rain quite a lot. So yeah. I, we might not be going very far from the, the well, station. because rain, Rain's better than snow, because once again, that, that line is, uh, is no, no, notorious for uh, being affected by snow. So the plan is then we're going to head via Huddersfield. Um, Bruce is quaint, clean keen that we go to Slaithwaite or Flatit as it's called in local language Marsden and then I've planned it so that they'll leave me at Staley Bridge so I've only got nine minutes to get back to Manchester and then get down the line down the west coast because I'm on my own um, and these two will head back will re- will we'll turn around and head back eastwards around the Transpennine so taking the recording stuff with us so we'll try and find a couple of spots like we did at the, the York trip and the, the York trips we did and, and catch up. Uh, I've learned now how not to make us have eunuch voices like we did on the <laughs> So I've worked out what that was. I've worked out what that was now. So hopefully we'll have a good crack, a good Christmas drink. Um, hopefully try a few different beers. Um, I think we're going to end up probably going to a range of uh, pubs. Some A lot of them that we've probably mentioned in previous podcasts. And hopefully we'll report back and we'll all get back safely, fingers crossed. And between now and then, Boris won't shut the pubs. So that's the plan anyway. So that'll be the next episode, probably out in a week or so. So, gentlemen, have you got any other plans for the week ahead? Mm, no, Bruce I don't is, think Bruce so. Is, Bruce is going on mute. Bruce, you're on mute. We haven't so, done that. 
podcast. No, hoping, um, yeah. watching the news desperately because I'm due to be in uh, Dublin two weeks on Wednesday. But uh, I will be in Nairsborough next Sunday for the Nairsborough Christmas markets and fireworks and visiting the Cross Keys and Blind Jack, but sadly, not the commercial. Mm. Okay, so cheers, everybody. I hope that's been an interest to get you in the Christmassy mood. Um, and I said we'll hopefully see you in a week's time uh, with riddles about the Trans Pennine Real Ale Trail. So we will see you then. Bye. See you later. What for? Look where music's gone. <laughs> right, we'll stop anyway. Sing some Christmas carols. Yeah. Uh. Merry Christmas, everybody, said Tiny Tim. Deck the halls <laughs> with flag and golly. Right, stop recording.